Let's get down, let's get down to business. Give you one more night, one more night to get this. We've had a million, million nights just like this. So let's get down, let's get down. Welcome to the first ever episode of Podcats. Uh, I'm your host, Mr. Joe Burgess. It hopefully is Thursday, September 29th. 29th, yes. And uh, I'm going to introduce myself a little bit. Again, we have uh, myself, Mr. Franz, uh, Ashlyn Hicks, and Sydney Senate here. And we're all going to do a little brief intera- uh, introduction. Hopefully, each week we'll have myself and Mr. Franz, and then we'll be joined by two students that will rotate every week. And so uh, I'll start off with a little introduction about myself. My name is Mr. Joe Burgess. This is my 11th year teaching here at West. And um, I've always taught business classes here, uh, introduction to business, personal investment and finance. And now I am the work program coordinator. Um, And I wanted to bring something a little bit different to Normal West, something to connect students, uh, parents, teachers, kind of bring everyone together and and make them a little bit more aware of what's going on at Normal West and as far as uh, getting to know people a little bit more. And I think that can be brought with this podcast. I think it will allow people to maybe get to know people on a different level than they already do, maybe hear some background stories and whatnot. And so I'm really excited. And so uh, that's a little introduction to me. Let's have Mr. Franz now introduce himself. I'm Mr. Franz. I've been teaching for a long time at Normal West. This is my 27th year. I student taught here, so I've been in this building for quite some time. It's the only teaching job that I've had, and I'm really glad that I am teaching here. I I love being a Wildcat. A lot of history to Normal West and a lot of good things happening, so that's what I'm probably excited most about this podcast is that uh, listeners are going to be able to get a feel for what Normal West is like, what their students are like, hear from some students and some teachers and maybe some alumni as well that people don't really know that well. They may know their faces but don't know what they're involved in and uh, what they're doing and the cool things that our students do, our faculty does, our administration uh, on a day-to-day basis. So I teach accounting mostly. I do teach consumer ed and I am the internship coordinator, which one of my interns is here, uh, Carter Brown, who's our producer. He only has a headset right now. We don't have enough microphones, but we have spots for them. So all we need to do is comedy or some microphones so that he can uh, do a little input. So um, Ashlyn, why don't you introduce yourself? Okay, so I'm Ashlyn Hicks and I'm a senior here at West. Uh, I play volleyball here on varsity. And I guess the thing I'm most excited for with the podcast is just being able to talk to everyone that will listen and sharing information that I think is important and that they should know also. Um, I am Sydney Sennett. I am involved on the volleyball team here. I also played basketball and golf as well. Um, I do student council, National Honor Society, and I also did leadership council. I'm not sure if we're doing that this year, but last year we did it. And I'm just excited to like you have a student point of view for the podcast. I think it's cool to have like a teachers and students like for me and Ashlyn this week and then other students coming in the following weeks too. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And that's one of the nice things about some of the hosts that we have brought on for this podcast, the student hosts at least, is a lot of them have are involved in the school and you have probably a much better pulse 
understanding of the pulse of normal west as opposed to mr franz and i that have a just a teaching perspective as we're up here on the second floor every day and you know (laughs) aren't around everything so and and all we're old and we're old yeah exactly yep so with that um i appreciate you guys giving a little introduction um and now we're going to do a little weekly recap and the way this will typically go is we'll kind of recap what happened last week and then what we can look forward to for next week again um it's a way for if you're unsure as far as what went on here as far as sports as far as as far as clubs and activities this will hopefully um help you be a little more involved and then um as far as what's upcoming if there's a game or there's an activity it'll make you more aware of that so i'll let you guys give us a little breakdown of what just happened this past week at normal west okay so to start off this weekly recap the wildcat boys soccer team beat nationally ranked peoria notre dame four to three on tuesday notre dame was ranked number three in the nation and number one in the state but then they came to our house so that, that's awesome that's an impressive accomplishment i've yes. been teaching here for 26 plus years and I don't believe there's ever been an instance in which we beat someone that was number one in the state mm-hmm. or number three in the nation. So a pretty impressive yeah. accomplishment. Yeah, and I know they've got regionals probably coming up here pretty soon. I would think that would give them uh, a lot of confidence going into the postseason and then maybe give them a leg up as far as on com- as conferences. I don't know where they stand in the conference, but hopefully it will. I know they got beat by a normal community in inner city. That was a little shocking, and maybe yep. that – defeat actually maybe helped them yep. a little bit yeah yeah that was really cool next we're going to talk about the girls cross country team and they won inner city um for the first time since 2006 we had freshman julia bach play second with the time of 1820 while another freshman renee warren got fifth uh ashley horton placed seventh and amanda warren placed ninth Ava Starkey got 11th and stella paps got 17th so well done ladies mm-hmm now, one thing about that, I think, believe they're all freshmen, which is really, really well, that, cool and should be pretty promising. Ava Starkey's a junior. Oh, that's right. Ava uh, Stella Pabst, I think, is yeah. a sophomore. But lots of freshmen. But that's young. That is cool. Yeah. 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 That's really cool. Um, do you guys think you could run three Absolutely miles in 18? No. Yeah, Absolutely. No, no, I don't really run ever. Yeah. Yeah. Unless, <laughs> good for them. unless I, I need to. I think mine would probably be closer to 18 hours yeah, same. <laughs> and yeah. 20 minutes. Yes. I would walk the yeah. last little yeah. bit of this. Yeah. 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 Okay, next, the class of 2023 senior powder puff team for winning the annual homecoming powder puff game, 25-13 over the juniors. Junior Meredith Birchie earned defensive player of the game honors, and offensive player of the game went to senior Sophie Lamper, who scored three of the four senior touchdowns. Whoa. Yeah, yeah. she kind of went crazy. She uh-huh. threw down. So she did, did you guys sure. play in this? We did a little bit. There were so many girls, yeah. so yeah. we didn't get to play much. So can you give us a little a little recap? Was it fun? It was, was it what you it was expected? Violent. It was very it was, violent. It was a lot happening. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. A lot of yeah. girls being girls, <laughs> competing with each other. <laughs> it was fun, but it did. It got really violent. And what positions did you guys play? I was center on okay. offense. Yeah, okay. I was a receiver on offense, too. Okay. Sydney had a nice play on a – she caught one and then pitched it back to Sophie. Yeah, for that a play was down. fun. Oh, mm-hmm. nice. nice. It was well done. Mm-hmm. Good timing. No. We're no. practicing it on the side, so. No, it seems ready. like the seniors win every year. Is it rigged, Mr. Franz? Or it's absolutely it not rigged. Not? Okay. The juniors have won, I think, three times. Okay. When they just had a couple really good athletes. What happens though is the juniors they played for the first time and they don't really know what to expect, mm-hmm. 
And so there was a lot of like confusion amongst the juniors that kind of irons itself out okay. when they get a chance to play as seniors. So Okay. Mm-hmm. So it was the, a real victory. Yes. All right. Yeah. All right. Sophie looked uh, she broke some ankles on some of her runs. It was impressive. <laughs> she did. Yeah. yeah. She did. Well, she's Made a soccer fall. player. Yeah. She's okay. <laughs> uh next we're gonna talk about um boys volleyball. Uh the winners were the seniors this year and then they faced off and lost to the faculty. So that usually happens, which mm. is not good. I mean, the resource officer wow. was he went crazy. he was out there yeah definitely was and now he could jump <laughs> but he was <laughs> hey, sometimes you can't underestimate us older folk yes. when we play you know we get the competitive itch when we go out there we just sometimes have to use you know our, our knowledge it's not all about our speed and our agility it's sometimes about our knowledge we use our brain to win certain things we used to have a basketball league called the underground basketball mm-hmm. league as students yep. would play Yep. And then the faculty team would always play mm-hmm. at the end of the night, and we never lost. Really? I mean, we were just yep. – of course, our principal at the time played at ISU, so yep. that helped. Oh, okay. Although he was 55 or yep. whatever, so he was yep. older. But yep. as me, Clock and Gay, Mr. Beatty, who was incredible. Really? Yeah, he was – so good yeah yep. but i saw so. nathan conrad out there and i don't i don't, I don't know, know. he's not a faculty member doesn't Close. work here oh Ooh, interesting doesn't okay doesn't work so here. is it a real victory that's mm. the that's I a, know. Yeah. rematch like coming <laughs> soon <laughs> okay next the varsity football team we want to congratulate them on their win over peoria richwoods 20 and zero yeah that that was stuff that i put down that we never actually updated so she was about ready to say some stats that weren't true mm-hmm. um, well, forget i just said that it was uh well they would they was 20 to nothing yeah. but yeah. i don't know what the stats were i don't know who yeah. played well the first half was pretty boring zero zero yeah. at half were you guys at the game yeah the, but yeah. i left yeah i, I would have a little rainy yeah yeah the weather was not ideal and it was weird because there was like hardly any rain in the forecast and then it said it was supposed to be done by eight o'clock and then it just poured and then random lightning showed up and there was a delay so it was just an interesting game overall i don't know if you know anything about lightning but being on a metal bleachers is not like the best place to be Mm -hmm. so Mm -hmm. yeah i don't blame you at all for leaving did you go to the game at all um no I did my homecoming stuff, and Got then it. I went to Bob Evans. So. <laughs> Got yourself Got strawberry pancakes. Okay. It's pretty good. Um, congratulations to our homecoming royalty, Brock Lanerman and Kamira Williams. That was awesome. I agree. They should have won. Yeah. 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 Kamira yeah. went all out. Kamira worked so yeah. hard. Yeah. She, she, did. she deserved, she deserved it. She got a solid sure. cheer, too, yeah, at the assembly when, uh, yeah. when, when she was when announced. She so that was cool. And at football. That was cool. It was loud. Football was loud. Awesome. Now, those of you who are there, we got to ask a couple of questions. All right. <laughs> These two are also part of the homecoming court. Yes. Yeah. And we're asked questions. We're going to give you a second chance now to answer the question that you were asked at the Islam Billy. Are you ready? Yes. So we'll start with Ashlyn. Ashlyn, if you could be one celebrity, who would you be? I said Rihanna at the assembly. And I said I regretted it, but I thought about it. And Rihanna's. Pretty yeah, valid. That's a solid choice. Yeah. Solid I choice, I feel like. I think she's a billionaire, actually. She is like a billionaire. Clothing line. And yeah, Fenty. So that'd be, yeah. yeah. But Except she seems Rocky. like a pretty down-to-earth yeah. billionaire. Yeah. And she's she's doing the Super Bowl now. Did you yeah. see that just was announced? Yes. I so would, I would cool. rock out at yeah. the Super Bowl. Yeah, yeah for sure. Yeah. So I'm going to stick with Rihanna. She's. Got it. I wonder if maybe she'll listen to this podcast and yeah. invite you yeah. to yeah. watch the show. I better be your plus one. Yeah. I'll send it to her. Good. There you go. Text her later. Now, what was her question again? Um, I believe it was, if you got arrested, what would it be for? 
Yeah, that question was a little weird. (laughs) I really did not know how to respond because I really don't think I'm going to go to jail. I said rob a bank because that's what someone said right next to me. So Mm -hmm. I said that's what I'm going to say. But I would say probably, if I'm thinking about it now, speeding or like running into something because I tend to drive a little quick. Got it. Now that would take a lot. That would take some serious speeding for you to go to jail. Really have to fly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. I don't even know what the rule is like 30 over the speed limit or something like that when they. Yep. take you in so i'll be honest when you got the answer that or asked that question i thought to myself i'm glad i wasn't asked that yeah. question yeah. because i don't even know what i would say i was that. so excited and then yeah. she said it and i was like yeah. oh i have no idea <laughs> i looked parent, at Aiden your parents, and I was like, your parents were sitting in the stands you know looking at you too and you had to answer that mm-hmm. question that's tough they were making that's fun tough. of me later for that's it tough. Yeah. <laughs> i'm gonna guess that they're probably going to continue to bring that back up every once in a while so well, what are you going to go do rob a bank yeah i, yeah, I guess yeah. i guess that's my answer yeah Buy some new Jordans. There you go. (laughs) That's good. All right. So shifting gears here. Um, So that's kind of what went on. Now, again, as far as the weekly recap goes, if in the future, if you would like your club, your activity, your sport, whatever, if you would like uh, a recap like that each week, be sure to fill out the Google form. That will be sent in an email each week from Mr. Franz. Um, So shifting gears, let's talk about what we got coming up this week. Okay, so last week we had college visits by Illinois State, Illinois Wesleyan, Indiana University, and Mizzou, and were attended by almost 80 Normal West seniors and juniors. There are more college visits in the week ahead, so make sure to check out the Google Classroom each week to see who is coming and sign up. Yeah, that's kind of nice too. You know, usually a college visits where you have to go elsewhere, right. but uh, I think Mr. Austin's done a good job of bringing them here so that you don't have to necessarily go there right away. You can get a lot of that information here at school. Also upcoming, the FCCLA will be funding a student-run fashion show for the spring 2022, or 2023, I mean. We have an open informal meeting for students on Wednesday, 928 from 330 to 430 in room 215. All right. How cool to be a part of something like that as a high school student, both from the production standpoint or also from, like, if you're interested in being a model or whatever, you're designing clothes, a cool opportunity. Mm-hmm. And up next for sports, varsity football plays Peoria Manual Friday at seven at Peoria Stadium. And the following week will be at home versus Peoria High. That's actually not true. They're at Quincy no. Notre Dame. That's what oh. a week after. Two weeks after. Yeah, we only have, unfortunately, we have three home games this year for oh, that's football. That's right. That's crazy. Oh, yeah. So yeah, for week eight canceled. will be when oh, they yeah. play Peoria High. That'll be a key game. And lastly, the Normal West Drama Department will be putting on their fall play this weekend, and we will talk more about this later on the show with our guest, Mr. Kerr, and we will talk about this year's fall play. Yep, so we'll have an interview at the end of the show. Look forward to that. We will be interviewing uh, Mr. Kerr and Soph Henderson, who is a cast member in the upcoming play, Uh, so stay tuned. Looking forward to listening to that. All right, Uh, that ends the segment for What Just Happened at West. We're going to go to an ad, and then we'll be followed with these two later on to discuss homecoming and play a little game called Whose Generation Is It Anyway? This is the point in the podcast when we will typically have an advertisement. Uh, So that being said, we're looking to find advertisements for our podcast Um, We would like to support as many local business as we possibly could. So if this is something that 
interests you, please reach out to me, Joe Burgess. You can reach me at my email, which is Burgess, B-U-R-G-E-S-S-J-F at unit5.org. Again, Burgess, B-U-R-G-E-S-S-J-F at unit5.org. And we can go over details. bring on a very special guest uh, the inaugural guest to the normal west podcasts uh, it is mr ryan kerr and soph henderson and we've brought them on because there is an upcoming play radium girls that they will be performing this weekend this is being taped on monday this will come out on thursday which is actually when the play starts so this oh, is actually perfect night. timing so let's start off with this. Uh, if you guys don't mind, give us a little introduction of yourselves and how you got into this and just a little bit of a background. Well, sure. So why don't you go ahead and, uh, and start? All right. So I'm Soph. I'm a senior here. Um, I first started to play last year, and uh, I decided to audition this year as well. I got cast for the role as Markley. Edward Markley, he's this lawyer guy. He's very, he's really in the best interest of his clients, but he's also the bad guy. <laughs> uh, he works for the Radium Corporation, and we'll get more into that later. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I, you know, got a deep voice, wearing a suit, and I'm going to be on stage as Love a lawyer. It. Love <laughs> it. That's good. And uh, yeah, this is my ooh, eighth, eighth production here as a drama teacher at Normal West. So um it was, uh, you know, it's an exciting and interesting, it's sort of uh, a simultaneously tragic and inspiring story. Um, so, mm-hmm. you know, this is kind of a story about, uh, it's a true story. Well, the play is based on a true story, so it does take some artistic liberties, but more or less it's telling the actual story of these um, young women who were, you know, painting um, watch faces uh, with radium-based paint that helped them to glow in the dark mm-hmm. and in the process of that realizing that that was hazardous to their health and um, it ends up becoming a story about a fight for justice and sort of recompense and sort of uh, them sort of like taking on these uh, larger power structures to kind of get what they are owed and what they are deserved some kind of justice and ending up sort of making big strides for uh, workers rights uh, and throughout the United States so it's a sort of important historical story mm-hmm. um, and I'll add too that there is a, although the play doesn't deal with this at all there's a uh uh, a local connection because um, the play takes place in orange new jersey which is where the first of these uh painting factories were uh, established but there was also one in ottawa illinois just an hour or so north of us um and the workers there went through the same sort yeah. of process as the as the women in uh in new jersey did so even though the play doesn't uh, deal with it directly we have a local connection to it here too so you see a lot of kids in the hall uh, here at West carrying copies of the book, yeah. uh, Radium Girls. Sometimes they do their U.S. history, their Illinois history projects yeah. over the mm. over this uh, period in time. So it has a, a lot of uh, sort of relevance um, to our community as well. What, what year did this all go down? What's, what's, what's the time frame on this? Yeah, so this is early 20th. Yeah, early 20th century. So this would be, yeah. um, I think, uh, like just after, like at the end of World War One. Uh, after U.S. involvement okay. in World War One, all the way up until like sort of the early 1930s, up until because um, didn't they used to have radium in toothpaste? Like, and they were like people brushing their teeth with radium. Yeah, so that's te- yeah, the teeth were rotting out and stuff. I've heard, definitely heard some stuff about radium. Well, and it's one of these weird things, right? Because it was this sort of 
wonder element when yeah. it was uh, first discovered. And the play deals with Mar uh, Mary Curie as one of the characters in the play, yeah. uh, who we sort of know as this kind of scion of, of, of science of the early 20th century that really sort of, um, you know, moved, uh, did a lot of good. Mm -hmm. uh, but in the sort of like promoting of radium as a health cure, as, a, um, as this kind of wonder drug. Mm -hmm sort of, you know, accidentally caused all these health pack pandemics in the, Crazy. Uh, in the process of it. Yeah, Crazy. yeah and there are, it, there's, it's definitely brought up a few times in the play. It's not just about these girls' fights for radium. We see um, the, like, president of the company and his wife sitting on stage drinking, uh, what was it, Radithor? Mm -hmm. um, to, like, help their vitality. And there are moments in the play where they're advertising radium. It's like, radium really was seen as this miracle element that could mm -hmm. cure all kinds of ailments and then we see obviously that's not true right yeah questions yeah so i was wondering i mean i know the play is about you know you guys having a lot of fun making these productions too so i wanted to ask what has been your guys's favorite part of creating or performing radium girls at normal west i mean obviously you guys didn't create the play but what have you guys enjoyed about doing it but by, by the way this is a. Uh, I, I need to introduce you first a little bit. This is Jim Jurek. He is also a member of Podcasts. He will be one of our co-hosts who will periodically be on mm -hmm. every few weeks. And he is the first one to join me on this interview. So, sorry. Yeah. Very cool. Well, uh, I have a canned answer. So, Soph, do you have something uh, in, uh, in mind that you would talk about? Um, I would definitely say working with the cast. It's mm -hmm. always a pleasure. Um, cast and crew, I don't have beef with anyone. You know, people <laughs> seem to think that it's like drama comes with drama but it really doesn't um it's like one big family back there and being a senior it's like you kind of have to take this lead you kind of have to do warm-ups and make sure everyone's memorizing their lines and it's kind of yeah. like a parent role of the stage yeah. um but it's really nice i have four other seniors on stage with me so we're going to pass the torch on um it's kind of like a tradition to kind of pass the torch to the upcoming seniors uh on you know, like the last night of the show. So it's been really fun working with these people. A lot of the people came back from last year. Um, so I already knew a few of them. And then we have some new freshmen in the show um, and just some new people that we've met. And it's very interesting to see their connections to theater and how, you know, they portray their characters and just kind of help them along the way. So approximately how many students are involved? There, the so. cast is around 23, mm -hmm. and then we have probably 15 or so on the tech side of things, running, yeah. uh, doing everything from helping uh, move scenes uh, to running the sound, to running the lights. Um, so it's a it's a real collaborative effort, which is really cool. So I, I really appreciate what Soph had to say there about. I think a lot of times, yeah, that stereotype exists that it's about, you know, people who just want to be in the spotlight or whatever. But um, it is a group effort. It takes uh, everybody is has to work together, has to be able to get along with one another. And mm -hmm. um, so it's uh, it's really fun to watch on, uh, from that side of things. And yeah, watching these kids kind of show uh, a kind of talent that you don't always get to see in the classroom. 100%. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, and so that's, you know, it's the thing that I've kind of enjoyed about or have always enjoyed about it. I think as a teacher, what the students do in the play is what I would hope that they would do, you know, in anything that we do at right. this school. Do you know what I mean? They're taking a real vested interest in um, in what we're doing. Right. They care about the final product right. in a way that, you know, you assign an essay and I go, I gotta write an essay. But like, right. they really care about, you know, what this play looks like. They mm -hmm. are investing their time to yeah. make a, a, a real product. And so they Absolutely. all they all understand kind of how that all works. And, and it's, it's cool to watch. You know, I think it takes a certain kind of person as well because what we've missed 
five days, five days worth of rehearsals, which is a, a big amount um, in terms of rehearsal. Um, and, but I've seen, you know, everyone get back on their feet and we've had some bumps, uh, especially <laughs> with memorization, but, um, everyone, it's like, it comes together last minute, but it's mm-hmm. so worth it to see the final product, especially again, with missing five days to see that, you know, everyone kind of picked that up and went with it and is continuing to grow with the show. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's a really neat thing to watch. Absolutely. Yeah. That's well said. And something I've always wanted to ask you is what, what, what typically inspires the, theme of the play each year is is that something that you pick specifically or do you have someone that you work with collectively and you guys talk it out and then decide or how is that is it is, does it revolve around current events it's a great question yes is the answer to all of those questions yeah, okay. so you okay. know it um, depends from from year to year kind of what the prevailing attitude what's going on in the world and right. you don't want to pick something so like you know, uh, two years ago, we didn't have a fall play mm-hmm. because we were in the midst of the pandemic. And what we did, yeah. we actually did a kind of cool collaborative project with other area high school theater groups. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was online and um, maybe not as accessible for uh, people that normally are used to going to see the play in person. Mm-hmm. And so um, our show last year um, was kind of a return to the to the space. And we wanted to do something uh, that was a little bit more energetic, a little more off the beaten path. Uh, so we did a show called uh, Too Much Light Makes the Baby Go Blind, which was 30, 30 plays performed in an hour. So there were 32-minute right. plays kind of uh-huh. crammed into an hour. Yeah. <laughs> and it was fun. It was a blast. It was not conventional in a lot of ways, but it was a lot of fun. And sort of the lack of uh, convention of the last two performances, so one online, one that was not like a coherent, like, you know, full story. We wanted to get back to something that had a plot, you know, had, uh, you know, some, uh, you know, something that had a story that we could tell over a, over a period of time that was a little bit more, um, I guess, what you would probably expect to see when you go to right. see a show. But um, I've always wanted to challenge um, the students. Um, I think that we've done some pretty cool stuff here uh, over the last several years and, um, you know, giving students the opportunity to do shows that are a little more traditional, but also then challenging that from time to time and do something that is a little less so. And, uh, uh, you know, let's them see all of the different things that theater can be. Right. So you'll go to see this show. And I mean, to even call this conventional is not really fair. I mean, we have actors playing multiple roles, you know, it is a, a, in a way, it is a series of vignettes that kind of all tie together. You get sort of these moments that are themselves significant, but then sort of tell a full arcing story overall. So, you know, when I'm choosing to play, I'm, I'm trying to think of all of those things, you yeah. know, how many, and then how many kids can you get involved, yeah. right? Like, I think, uh, unlike the musical, which often there's, you know, tons of parts and tons of opportunities the fall play doesn't always have uh, you know those kinds of opportunities so to find a script that is compelling and interesting and relevant and then can also involve a lot of students in it that's the thing that really you know really important to me i find it i find it interesting that you guys are able to adapt to all these things you know with with the little things that you have at your hands because you said that you have people playing multiple roles and and you have people that um, sometimes lines are a little late, but yeah, you guys are still able to come back and and make a wonderful performance. I don't think I've ever been to a, a performance that you guys put on that's ever been boring or it's like well, these guys don't know what they're doing. Mm-hmm. And especially when you see two people playing or a person playing two characters, you're like, this person has a great range, and and it's really interesting to see you know all the things that you guys overcome when doing when doing these types of plays or musicals. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, I mean, you know, kind of touching back to what I said, you can tell that these kids are really interested in doing it. I mean, cast crew, I know one specific cast member joined cast because she liked the inner workings. She liked watching everything kind of unfold and then seeing the final product. Um, but yeah, I mean, everyone's invested. Everyone is doing their part, and I don't think there's any one person who's trying less than the others. Um, it takes a lot to commit to a show, especially over the course of, you know, however many weeks, but everyone's doing it, and that's kind of how the shows come together. It's like, it takes each and every single person being mm -hmm. there as much as possible to make the play as good as they come out, which, yeah. I mean, I haven't been in the audience, uh, you know, for these past few years, but, um... I think it's going to turn out really cool, and I'm excited for people to see it. Cool. Uh, to kind of piggyback on that, this next segment is called Dumb Question by Mr. Burgess oh, that sweet. I'm sure that I will throw out there every <laughs> now and then. I love it. But I, I never had the opportunity to do theater. I always honestly wanted to do it, but I, I played three sports throughout high school, and just from a time standpoint, never had the opportunity to, but I always thought it would have been something very cool. Do you think that really anyone can do it or is it something that you should have already done before like could I hop in tomorrow and all of a sudden I'd be is it something you have to practice just like anything else well funny enough this might be the person you didn't expect jumping on this but <laughs> I actually take Mr. Kerr's theater class um, in our eighth hour and I have never done theater in my life right. and I don't mean to steal the question from you guys, but just for people who are listening to this podcast, I have done almost no theater work. I've seen Hamilton, uh, like pretty much the <laughs> like the entire population has, but we are doing things called Acting Fridays where we get a script or a monologue and, and we're learning how to act and we're learning how to um, slate things and, and all these different things that you might say, oh, that takes years of learning. Mr. Kerr, through three weeks has taught us how to do these things and I find an enjoyment in it that I haven't found in like many other things like awesome. I play sports and anything like that yeah. but you can portray yourself as anyone in any play and it just it just is exhilarating so that's I I think anybody can do it at any time but that's so cool I, don't know. I think um, depending on the play it takes skills obviously I think for musicals it probably you know takes more skill you gotta right. sing you gotta <laughs> right. dance and you yes. gotta act yes um, but I mean even those productions you can just be a dancer you can just be a singer um, it really p depends on the production but I think as a general question anyone can do theater mm -hmm. I, I I'm also in the theater class and I see kids get up on stage who I wouldn't expect to like really get into the character but you can tell they're invested as long as someone is invested and wants to do it mm -hmm. They definitely can. Of course, it takes skills like memorizing lines and mm -hmm. thinking on your feet. But other than that, I mean, really anyone could do theater. I mean, I, I could expect you to be in a community yeah. theater's yeah. Uh, production as much as I expect any of the play kids okay. to be in there. Yeah, I don't know if I could say it any better than uh, than these two have. That's okay. I mean that's that's right on. Yeah. But I guess I will add an anecdote because I do like to talk. But I, <laughs> I, I'll just sort of you know one of the first things that we do in theater class is I ask students to write me a very short paper that asks. You know what? You know what's your background in theater? Mm -hmm. What do you What do you think about it? One of the questions I ask them to think about is, you know, should you have some kind of, you know, pre-existing relationship with theater before you go to see a play? Mm -hmm. 
And um, I'm always happy to see the responses that, that are like, no, of course, mm -hmm. you should be able to just sort of walk in and see a show without any kind of background. And yeah. part of what I try to do in that class, and I think that part of one of the things that we have the opportunity to do through programs like the Drama Club is to sort of dispel any kind of myths about theater as being, you know, reserved for a certain type of yes. person or okay. sort of only these types of people are allowed to, to participate in it, um, that uh, it really is an art that it is and can and should be open to yeah. all people. Because that was going to be my next question was mm -hmm. like, what kind of misconceptions do you think that there are that revolve around theater, even at Normal West or just in general, like societally? like. Yeah, well, I think one of the tricky parts of it is is that like if you want to go see Hamilton or if you want to go see a professional production, you got to shell out some pretty major yeah. dollars to yeah. do it, and that yeah. does kind of stratify yeah. who gets to go and see it. You know what I mean? Sure. And I think that the consequence of that is that you end up thinking that it's for some kind of elite, right? Like mm -hmm. some kind of people who can afford to be there are the only people who should. But like mm -hmm. you could do a play in your backyard, oh, right? Yeah. All, all you need yeah. to do is is have yeah. uh, you know a little space and some chairs that people can sit in. That's yeah. that's all you really need. Yeah. So. Um, um, I think that's that's one that I try to eliminate immediately, right? Mm -hmm. Especially, you know, all fine arts are things that we want to continue to sort of, you know, build as part of our programs. And, and the more people we can bring in to say, hey, you can do this, you can be a part of that, I think the better it is for, for all of us. I agree. And from a student's perspective, um, it's kind of weird. Uh, we have a senior group chat and, you know, all these sports events, you know, football games, soccer games, volleyball games, they're all advertised, but then... When it comes to like me, like being like, "Hey guys, you should come see the play." It's yeah. it's kind of weird because I feel like you know, everyone focuses on one thing and not the other. But I think anyone can enjoy the play, and I think that's something that a lot of people don't realize is, "Oh, it's a play. We have to sit through this two-hour-long production. It's not going to be fun." But there's something for everyone in theater. Mm -hmm. Everyone, mm -hmm. whether it be like a silly one act or what was it like an eight hour long play with Andrew Garfield? Oh yeah. Angels in America is like eight, an eight hour long play. There's, yeah. There's really, there's something for everyone. So to say that like, uh, theaters for any one person, whether it be partaking in it or just watching it is kind of silly. Um, and I think that it should be more, I guess, widely talked about, um, so that more people can get invested in it and more people can just, mm -hmm. you know, kind of realize that it's a really enjoyable thing. Yeah. Well, it's, it's cool to see how those stereotypes are slowly kind of being, I mean, dropped away or, or, or kind of brought back because, or not brought back, but how they've been dropped because I know a lot of people last year who went to go see the musical and, and the school play and how excited everybody was. Um, a lot of talk after the play about how, how good the cast members were doing or, or how everything flowed super well. And it's just awesome to see how everybody from, you know, who plays sports or, um, like teachers, uh, faculty, and all these kids, freshmen, sophomore, junior, senior, they all come and they enjoy these plays, mm -hmm. and they never have anything bad to say about it. So it's cool to see how, how you know, as times are progressing, we can see how people have been really enjoying these plays, no matter you know what they do in the school. Oh, yeah. I appreciate that. I, I'll say that you know, on top of you know watching the kids as they put this play together, mm -hmm. the best part of the show is the minute it ends, like out in the atrium. Yeah. Their friends are all going crazy yeah. for them. Yeah, they yeah. just, it's all oh, yeah. these congratulations yeah. and this sort yeah. of lauding the thing that they've done and seen. I mean, imagine if all of our students got that kind of recognition when yeah. they, you know, it's really, it's yeah. really cool to see. It's really yeah. cool to see. So I, yeah, it's yeah. everything you say. And I will say, this will have happened by the time this podcast goes up, but we're going to do matinee performances this week for the U.S. history classes. Mm -hmm. They're going to come to um, see our play on Wednesday and Thursday. And uh, I, my hope is that 
kids will respond the way that you just described, Ian, that they'll sort of say, well, I have never gone to one of these before, but yeah. this is actually really cool. Mm-hmm. And I think seeing any anybody who is has a facility with something do something mm-hmm. in their element when you're not familiar with it, it can be it can be really amazing to be an mm-hmm. audience member and say, oh, I had no idea that Soph could do that. I never I had no idea that Tim could do that. That's really yeah. cool. So, yeah. yeah. I, I know when I've gone, I, it, it's just hard for me when I'm sitting there watching it to not admire everything that the fact that you put all those things together to make the the final product that you guys make it's amazing and so oh yeah i mean it's incredible to especially go see the musical and see all these kids i know and like i'm taken aback like i know i had a friend who was in the musical last year and their voice like i was i was shocked like this is not something i knew about them so it's it's really neat to like have peers and friends be able to see me in an element that they otherwise wouldn't be able to see me in absolutely That's cool. Well, along with that, I'd be interested as a cast member and someone who's been working to put all this together, what characters in the show do you, or character or characters, do you find to be the most impactful or the ones that you relate to most? Because I know you said you have upwards of like 23 cast members, if I'm not mistaken. Sure. Yeah. Okay. Well, you know, it's from the perspective of, of the director, you know, I think you can fall, like there is definitely, I'm trying to think of it. About how to phrase this you know it's a it's a play about the sort of in my mind pursuit of a kind of justice right mm-hmm. I mean, there is a pretty clear antagonist i think and a pretty clear protagonist you sort of get a sense of who's on what side mm-hmm. but then you can't make the antagonist this sort of like mustache twirling kind of like you know <laughs> tie tie the damsel to a railroad track kind of evil person um, they have to have some kind of humanity and their decisions have to have come from a, a, a real place that's not just greed because as much as we can maybe spin a narrative like that in our day-to-day lives, um, I don't think that that's how people really operate. I think a lot of times people do what they think is in everybody's best interest, even though it ends up not being, right? And I'll say the play is written this way too. It doesn't cast necessarily uh, anybody as that kind of wicked kind of character. You get a sense of why... Uh, the people in the company make the kinds of decisions that they do. You get a sense that they want to be doing good, even though they are not doing good. And, you know, one of the things that I would ask any of my actors to do is to try to sort of find a a, a reason that motivates the dude. And I know that that's kind of a stereotypical, like, what's your motivation? But it's true, right? Yeah, Everything yeah. that an actor does, a performer does in character, should have some kind of motivation, right? Mm-hmm. So when the president of the company is saying, no, we're going to continue forward with this, we're going to move forward with this, like, is it just because they don't want the law, you know, they yeah. don't want to lose the money? Or is it yeah. because they really think that it's a, uh, you know, that they're doing good for society? Yeah. So, um, I think it's important to ask those kinds of questions just to sort of get to the, the question of, uh, you know, I, I guess I'm kind of answering around your question. No, no, Anne, no but, worries. But just to kind of say that, you know, you don't want to present a caricature, right? You don't want to sort of like, I mean, even as Soph was introducing their character that they play, this idea of a person, I mean, you're a lawyer. Right. And so what is a lawyer's job? The lawyer's job is to defend their client. Right. So if their client is under fire for something, they have to like they have a responsibility Mm -hmm. as a lawyer to provide the best defense for their client. Right. So right or wrong, that's what law is. So like you and so you we have to sort of unpack what's going on there. It's not that Soph's character is evil. Right. So character is a good lawyer. So we have to sort of figure out what that means. And, and so they might say things that we like find unpalatable. And yet, you know, 
that's probably the person I'd want in my corner if I was, uh, you yeah. know, if I was under under that under the gun. It's yeah. it's important to show the humanity of people while also portraying like who they are in the play. But because a lot of times you see movies and, and plays, there's one isolated good guy and one isolated bad guy. Right. So in a situation when you're recreating something that actually happened, you have to show that like there's no one horrible person and one fantastic person. It's hey, how can we show the humanity of all these people, but also show that. The things that they do aren't always the right choices, even though they might think it is. Right. So I think that's important. That's yeah. cool. That's yeah. kind of um, why I find this play to be interesting, because even though, like I said, there's like bad guys and good guys, it forces you to kind of look at the humanity of them. There are scenes where you will kind of dive deeper into certain characters that you thought were bad and mm -hmm. characters you thought were good. And you'll kind of see like different sides to them that'll make you think. And I really love productions that make you think. Um, but to answer your question, so like, what do I think is the most impactful character? I would definitely have an answer for that. And I mean, even historically, I'd have to say probably the most impactful character is gonna be Grace. Mm -hmm. um, she is this character who's fighting for good. She's seen countless friends from the company die. And so she wants to get justice for them. Um, and so she's kind of fighting throughout the play to, to get justice and fighting against these people with much more money and experience and knowledge than her, just trying to do something good. But then you have characters like Wiley who are helping her achieve this. Um, I think each character is like impactful mm -hmm. in their own way. But if I were to choose one, it would have to definitely be obviously Grace because she's kind of like the the head for all of this. The, sort of like the moral center. Of yeah. The, um, I mean, again, and then you have impactful bad guys like Mark, like quote unquote bad guys. You have right. Mark Lee and then you have Reader who's the, the president of the company. But who really didn't have much knowledge. He, again, is just trying to protect the company and then he finds out, oh, this is bad. Uh, what do we do? Kind of scrambling for answers. So again, it's a play that makes you think and the characters you think were more impactful than others maybe aren't. Mm -hmm. And so I think each character definitely has an equal weight, but some of them stand out more than others. Okay, so my final question for you here is, um, is what do you want people to get out? I mean, you've kind of answered this, I think, a little bit here and there, but what do you want people to get out of this play when they leave the show? Well, that is a very good question, Mr. Burgess. Thank you. I'm trying to think of ways to, to because I, uh, you know, I write a little uh, program note on the back of the of the program that goes out. I'm trying to sort of sort of wordsmith this right now because mm -hmm. one of the things that made me nervous about this play, about directing it, was this sort of suggestion. I mean, we've kind of unpacked this idea of. Um, you know, here's a company that they told you this thing was safe uh, the whole time. And uh, so we went along with it. And then it turns out afterwards, oh, it's not safe, right? Um, and I'm, you know, we are sort of at a point right now in our own society where we're, we're hearing similar narratives, right? Like, uh, and people are taking very firm positions on what is safe and who gets to tell us what's safe. And, you know, how do we make the decisions that we make, right? And there's a part of me that is, you know, a little nervous that this is going to exacerbate, you know, uh, certain conversations along those lines. But at the end of the day, I mean, I have never not thought that we, you know, we, we have to think critically about the decisions that we make for our own safety. Mm -hmm. um, but we also have to, like, as part of those discussions, think about the intentions of the people that are giving us those narratives, mm -hmm. uh, thinking about what stake they have in selling us the narratives that they are, um, and, you know, why we listen to... Um, you know, wh why we choose to listen to the stories that we do. And in the process of doing that, are we really sort of allowing ourselves to, to sort of hear the whole tapestry of, uh, of opinions and ideas and facts? 
mm-hmm. that, that are that are coming towards us. So if I were going to answer that question, I would like people to sort of continue to be those kinds of critical consumers, not just of, of things, but of information, of data, and sort of know, you know, the you know, understand where their information is coming from, why they're hearing the stories that they're hearing, and sort of who, you know, who benefits from us sort of reifying and telling those stories over and over again. Yeah. That's the it's, it's so interesting that, that I'm talking to you right now about this, too, because in my intro to business class, we just got done talking about, well, consumer rights and responsibilities and also, you know, social responsibility from businesses and how they have a social responsibility to customers, to mm-hmm. their employees, to their shareholders. And how all of those are a lot of times, you know, in conflict and you really can't, you obviously can't please everyone. Um, but the companies that can are the ones that last the longest. And sure. Whatnot. So it, it's just, uh, it's just interesting that we started talking about this after I just got done talking about a similar concept in intro to business. So. Well, yeah, along with that, I'd say, Mr. Burgess, that, you know, with that, we have the power in our own hands as the people. So I think mm-hmm. a lot of times what you're saying um, about Radium Girls is is these brave women and, and other people who are standing up as, as I guess you'd say, normal human beings um, who don't have a lot of money, who don't have a lot of social standing, but how we as humans, you know, the masses can stand up against things that are going on that either A, we don't find to be just or morally right. Yeah. You know, we see that around the entire world, how people feel like they're not being treated right or things that are happening aren't aren't okay and they're standing up against these people saying no we don't believe in that so i think that's really cool that you guys are portraying that with your play mm-hmm. in a in a very entertaining way mm-hmm. like and and that's cool because people i think people will walk away with that and and from the people that i know who are in this play they're they're all very good at telling stories and in acting you know the part that they're given yeah um i definitely think the biggest takeaway is like stand up just stand up for what's right it obviously again it's this this one girl who's highlighted in the play but there's obviously multiple girls who are standing up against this just like take action um if you keep fighting for what you think is right change is going to happen and i think that's something that i want especially for a matinee shows because those are actual students that are coming to watch it mm-hmm. um for their u.s history class just kind of planting the seed in them that if they see something wrong to just stand up whether it be on a small scale or a larger scale i think it's a very important show to kind of highlight that and then i mean also as someone who likes history i think it's really nice to teach them about history in a in a in a new way rather than just reading a textbook or watching a video i think it's really nice to see that physical manifestation of history mm-hmm. right in front of you that I think will invoke thought and also change. Awesome. It's a great message. Last, last question. I'm putting you on the spot here. Where and when can everyone go see this? All right. You can see the show starting Thursday, uh, September 29th through Saturday, October 1st uh, at 7 p.m. Um, tickets are $6 for students and $8 for adults. Better be there, guys. Thank you guys so much for coming on. This is a great first guest. I think people are really going to like it. Mm -hmm. This is great. This is awesome. Thanks for having us. This is super cool. It's great. Yep. Thanks again to Mr. Kerr for coming on. Uh, I know everyone's looking forward to seeing him and Soph and all the other cast members in Radium Girls coming up again Thursday, Friday, Saturday. Hopefully we'll see a lot of people come out and support that. Um, But we want to shift gears now to our next segment, our last segment, which will typically be a fun game that we'll play with uh, our co-hosts here. Usually something lighter, again, more fun, um, something that we can maybe have a little bit of 
pointless, mindless debate about. Uh, so, but before we do that, I want to um, give it to Mr. Franz here to talk about Homecoming Week. He is the Homecoming Czar uh, and also the senior sponsor. So I'll let him kind of talk about how Homecoming Week went and then let Ashlyn and Sydney talk about how they thought it went as well. Good. I think czar is a little bit of an overstatement, <laughs> a lot, a bit of an overstatement. Uh, it's kind of been interesting this year is kind of our first back to normal homecoming week. Uh, last year we had the homecoming dance, but we had it in two separate dances, which was a little strange. Uh, we didn't have a homecoming assembly. Things were just a little different last year. So as an advisor, this is really my first time I've had an opportunity to see a full homecoming week. Uh, it was a good week. I felt like it was a lot of good activities. Started off on Monday with the homecoming volleyball game that we've had for quite some time. Uh, Wednesday, we had the parade powder puff game. And then Friday, we had the assembly in the morning, which was our crowning of our homecoming royalty. Uh, had the homecoming football game, which was kind of not a disaster, but a little wet. Yeah. Um, and then the dance on Saturday. So I'm curious to hear from Ashlyn and Sydney how they felt overall the weekend went and what they felt like some of the highlights were of the week. Well, this is this was your first like well, normal homecoming yeah. since your freshman year, yeah, is that right? Yeah, freshman year. Somewhat, yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. yeah, I think it was nice to like finally do stuff more together, not like separate. I feel like last year was so much like upperclassmen, underclassmen. So I don't know how you felt, but I definitely liked it this year because it was way more together and kind of felt like the whole school was together now. So it was a lot better. I Yeah, I agree. I feel like it was just more like everyone was involved because mm-hmm. the last year was just like, here's our homecoming court. Don't really know what they look like, <laughs> but I'm going to vote for them and hope for the best. But I feel like this year we actually got to see like personalities and actual people and put like a face to the name mm-hmm. for voting and everything. Yeah. And also just togetherness I guess as wildcats I don't know (laughs) just being able to have like a common thing that we're all talking about over the week and just common goal of Mm -hmm. either football or volleyball or seeing who wins just everyone Mm -hmm. Uh, we had some changes in the powder puff game that I thought was kind of interesting in the past we've always done 11 on 11 like normal football is we decided to move to eight on eight and I thought it created a much not necessarily more competitive, but there was more offense, which is fun. There was a lot more touchdowns normally. It's 14-7 to 7 is the final. This year it was 25-16. We talked a lot uh, or a little bit about that when we talked about the shout-out to the seniors for winning and curious as to what you guys thought. You know, you played – did you play last year as a junior? Yeah. Did you recognize any difference in the format of it, or did, was it just it's powder puff football? I think it was better because there was more room. Like, I feel like last year it was like you would get the ball and then someone put your flag. Like, there wasn't room to go get a touchdown like you said, Mr. Franz. So I liked it better this year. It was more like movement could happen. Mm-hmm. I mean, it got a little more violent because there was As more room to about, tackle. But <laughs> Yes. Well, t- s- g- taking six people off a football field makes a difference, mm-hmm. most certainly. Uh, we didn't have kickoffs, no punts, so that was definitely a, a change. But score was 25 to 13, is uh, that correct? Sounds right. Yeah. Somewhere in that general vicinity. So so that's good. Um, how about the dance? 
I mean, you said you talked about the fact that everyone was there, yeah. which was different than last year. We had two separate dances, and for the most part, the first dance was freshmen and sophomores, and the second dance was juniors and seniors. Uh, what did you think about the dance? Well, I just, I don't know, back to normal sort of things. Freshman year, it was all together, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I feel like freshman year to senior years, there's a difference in like everything. So I don't know, it was just exciting to see everyone because last year it was just like people in your class mm-hmm. that you saw, but now I could see like all my younger underclassmen yeah. friends and be like, hey, are you enjoying the dance? Or like, I don't know, just seeing them have fun yeah. outside of school, which is yeah. just Especially if you're an AMP or a FMP yeah. mm-hmm. and you see some of those freshmen and sophomores and now you get to see them in that atmosphere, which is totally different. Yeah. Um, yeah. That's one of the things I like about being at that dance um, and Mr. Burgess, you were not there because you're not a senior sponsor, but um, seeing the kids dressed up, it's not something that we get to see very often as teachers. So I really enjoyed that part of it. Um, 1,200 kids in a gym is a lot. Yeah. But it worked out. I think it did. I feel like, I mean, it didn't feel that tight. Like the whole dance was fun. It was comfortable. Like it wasn't bad. It's a little hot. I will say that. It was a little hot. A lot of hot. When did you get there? (laughs) I got there at like, 8:45 cuz okay. I had dinner. So, so you got there kind of late. Uh when you first got in the gym it was pretty cold. We had it set at yeah. 66. So the first people to get there it was pretty cold. Um but we can't set it at 60 because then people like when they start there they're like I'm leaving cuz it's right. too cold. Mm-hmm. So you got to find that temperature which isn't too cold mm-hmm. when you start but is still reasonable. Um, I tried to stay away from the dance area as much as I could. Um, you don't want to get in the circle? No, no, I'm good with that. But um, but I thought it was overall it was pretty successful, which is good. Mm-hmm. So. I agree. It was fun. No, the dance overall was fun. Yeah. I mean, I feel like in the years past people have like left early. and I didn't really hear about that this year. I feel no. like everyone stayed the whole time, so it was fun. Like yep. either people were like, I'm going to dance here or I'm going to go get more into the middle because it was like right. an outer ring. It was just rings of people, like different levels of intensity <laughs> as you went in. So either I'm going to be on the lowest level or I'm just going to go full send in, in the, the middle, middle. <laughs> and have nowhere to move and have no fresh air whatsoever. Oh, so <laughs> That's awesome. Uh, yeah, not a lot of breaks, I think. Not a lot of people took breaks, mm-hmm. and which is a good sign. And you were only there for, you know, an hour and a half, I guess, or whatever. Yeah. But to me, that's a sign of a good dance when people are just, they want to dance and want to take the full opportunity because how often do you get to do that? Right. Twice a year, basically. Yeah. Homecoming and prom. And I'm not sure about prom. It's, I mean, they still dance at prom, but it's mm-hmm. easier to dance in homecoming dresses than yeah. prom yeah. De- dresses mm-hmm. in general. So good, great feedback. I <laughs> um, appreciate it. Um, so... Now we're going to do our little fun segment yep. where we're going to try to kind of stump each other on different uh, – Ashlyn's getting her phone out. I'm, I'm not going to cheat um, and look. Uh, it'll be interesting. This is the first time we've ever really done this. We did a serial draft. We kind of knew what to expect. Yeah. Uh, this, we're trying to stump each other on different sayings or technology or whatever from our generation. Uh, I think we talked about this before. I'm Gen X. Yeah. Um, Gen X generally is uh, 1965 to 1980-something, can't really remember. 
Uh, you're a millennial. I'm a millennial. Yep. Um, and these guys are Gen, Gen Z. Z. Gen, Gen Z. Gen Z. Yeah, which I think is it's usually based upon big events, from what I understand. And so I think Gen Z is anyone born um, after basically after 9/11. Somewhere okay. around there. Got it. So, um, so yeah, we all have different. I mean, we come from again different uh, decades as far as like when we graduated. I graduated in 2004. <laughs> I was born in yeah, 2004. I was, yeah, I was yeah. just coming wow. out. Uh, 88. I graduated from high school in 1988. Okay. Oh, and you guys will be 23. 23. So we have, okay, so that's a pretty significant gap. Those are about 20 years apart almost. So, yes. Um, so yeah, the goal is I'm gonna I'm gonna start with one and we'll go down the line and I'm going to try to give you. A, uh, so I have two pieces of technology. Okay. Okay. That, that we used when I was in high school. I have one piece of clothing. And then I also have a show. I have a feeling we're all going to do this slightly different, (laughs) and that's totally fine. fine. That's fine. Uh, Can anyone blurt out an answer, or do you want to – I feel like we should let them try to guess first because I think you're going to be able to get all mine (laughs) Okay. just because you're older than they are and lived in my generation kind of. When were you born? 86. Yeah, so – all right, so mine's a piece. Of, we're gonna start with my clothing item. All okay. right. So this was a clothing item. Looking back, is one of the most ridiculous oh, uh, trends that has ever occurred. Okay. Now this was a, a pair, pair of pants that were typically jeans, and they were super, super, super baggy. Can you name that brand? <laughs> oh, it's a okay. It's, so a, it's brand? Like a brand. Mm-hmm. I was gonna say Jorts, but I don't oh, think no. that's a brand. <laughs> now Jorts um, is. Do you know. Jorts is jeans and shorts. Um, I'm certainly, but I'm not sure what the brand was. Yeah, brand. Okay, I'm gonna give you a quick pick. (laughs) I I don't know what they're called. They're they're awesome. I don't know the brand. Can't believe those haven't come back yet. All right, so I get a point here, Carter. These are called Jinkos. Oh yeah, I never. No, now, now I was never allowed to wear these. By As your you parents. See, so if anyone's listening, just type in Jinkos and you can see what I'm talking about. Got My it. parents would not let me wear these. Is that a J E N K O? Ridiculousness of them. How do you J-N-C-O. spell that? J N C O. C O. The ridiculousness of them, and B, they cost like $150. I think I looked at like oh, $250, geez, and they had shorts ridiculous. too that went down to your ankles oh, that were also oh, wow. super okay. baggy. But oh, those okay. were, Mr. Matthews, for example, said he had two pairs of these. Now, I never had these specifically, but baggy. Wow, I'm going to need s- to see pictures. Baggy yeah, pants. Please. Baggy pants and like uh, cargo shorts were huge yes. back in the day when I was in high mm-hmm. school. Wow. Parachute yeah. pants uh-huh. were the big parachute. ones. I considered that as one of my yep. things, but so did, there not, you go. All did right. not do that. I got one. All right, Mr. Franz, you're, or you want them to go? Yeah. Okay, you guys go, go next. Okay, so we're, this is going to be a saying. Okay, so this is something that like. All the students like say all the time. You've probably yeah. heard it. Yeah, you, I wonder if you heard it, but I don't know if you guys know what it means. What does merch mean? Uh, <laughs> okay, my son says that all the time. I have, I have 13. Okay, uh, I, I'll be honest. I'm going to lose. I don't get a point here because I don't know what it means. Okay. I mean, it's just basically merchandise that reps a certain... That's what he uses. It <laughs> what do you think? No? That that reps us. No. Okay. Well, then. That's what I would have said too. That's like, that's how he uses it. So like me, if I, like if you said, "Hey, Mr. B, you're wearing some cool merch right now." That's not how no, it's used. Now this not. is this okay, is that's, that's school appropriate, right? Yeah. yeah okay. Yeah, good. Yeah. Just wanted to make sure. Okay, what does it mean? How, how do like, 
if I were to say, Sydney would say something like, I got new shoes. I'd be like, merch. Like, that's really good. good like, job. that's awesome. Got like, it. That's really cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's not like, the way merch. I take it I'd from like, my son, but. Um, <laughs> just like, merch. Merch. Okay. Like, good work. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Good. Mer- merch, guys. Got me. <laughs> they get a point. <laughs> they get right. a point. Mr. Franz, you're up. Okay. Um, this is from a movie. So you're going to try to tell me what the movie is. Okay. okay. Um, I'm going to guess you're going to know. I'm not sure about you guys. So it's a quote. Uh, it's the end of the movie. And it says this. You see us as you want to see us. In the simplest terms. In the most convenient definitions. <laughs> but what we found out is that each one of us is a brain. And an athlete. And a basket case. A princess. Mm-hmm. And a criminal. Does that answer your question? I think I, think I know. And it looks like Carter knows, too. Yeah, Carter knows. This is a big movie, too. Uh, you probably will have heard of this one. Yeah, when you say it. Do you want me to not say it? Oh, let's give him a few seconds. Very popular movie in the 80s. Yeah, yeah I've definitely heard that quote before. Same, dire- same director does, has done several yes. TV movies. Yep. I, I don't know. I've never watched this movie before, but... I don't know. I want to say Breakfast Club. Is it the Breakfast Club? Ding, ding, ding. Well done. I knew that too. So well done. Good job. Merch. 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 <laughs> yeah, merch. All right. Awesome. All right. Good one, Mr. France. So I'm at zero points, you're, you're but that's zero. good. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it just shows you're old. <laughs> <laughs> Got it. Okay. This next one uh, was a show. Okay. Um, this was on almost every day after school. This is super popular. Now, I'll just give you the a little background. It was in, filmed in New York City every day. It was live, okay? And basically it ranked the top music videos in the world. So when you got home from school, you'd run home. You'd have to get on your dial-up internet. And if you guys never dealt with dial-up internet, no, have no. you heard stories? I don't even know what that is. So I had to get on my computer. To get on the internet, I had to try to connect by dialing to a network. And if anyone was on our phone line, it was connected to our mm-hmm. phone line. If anyone was on that, you couldn't get on the internet. Oh. So I'd get on there, go to a website, and vote on the best music videos. And then they would, based on the votes, they would rank them on this show. Do you know? Mm-hmm. You do? You okay. do. Know. I think I do. Okay. I have no I idea. I don't and they would bring on fam- Okay, Carson Daly was the host. Do you know who Carson Daly is? He was a very famous person back in the day. Mm-mm, mm-mm. Wow. No, feel no idea. <laughs> the only like music, like, was it like a show you said? Yeah, well, it's yeah. like, like the Backstreet Boys and NSYNC I, videos were, like, Britney Spears videos were MTV. usually the, it was on MTV. It was on MTV, but it was a specific show. Do you know? No uh-uh. clue. I do know. So. Okay. TRL. TRL. Total oh. Request Live, I believe, is what it yep. stood for. Yep. Yep. No, yep. no, yep. never would have guessed yep. that. Okay, you guys missed out. Um, I think <laughs> that uh, have you guys ever seen the movie Joe Dirt by chance? No. Okay, watch that movie. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, your parents will probably get mad if I if they watch it with you. So, okay. There's okay. some questionable, <laughs> um, but it's a pretty funny movie, and it has that show. On oh, it. does it? Okay. Yep. That's why I said that. So, all right. Um, You're up. Oh, no, you're up. We're up. From Gen Z, we have an app. And do you know what Visco is? Visco? Visco. V-S. 
C-O. I do. You do? Do you know? No. What is it? Okay. Is it just for like pictures? Yeah. And you, yeah. you just like post pictures. Yeah. No it. likes. There's nothing. No yeah. There's just nothing just on pictures. there. Why is it yes. called Visco? I have no clue. No idea. Never looked into it's it. It's like Instagram. Just it's, it's like, like the pictures you don't want to put on Instagram. You can like put on there. So you know other people I mean? can see yeah. them. Obviously. Yeah. 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 Never. Heard I of think uh, Miss Sanamit showed me that okay. last year. Our Got student it. teacher. See, you're, yeah. you're just more in touch because you know younger people. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. And yep. I, don't, yep. I don't know any younger people. All right, Mr. Franz, you're up. Um, generation X is sometimes called the latchkey generation. Why? What does latchkey latch mean? Key? Yes. Hmm. I don't think I, I know the answer I to this one. I have no idea. Uh-uh. Latch key. Latch key. <laughs> Two words, not latch key, but latch, latch key. key. We were often known as the latch can key generation. Guess? Yes, you can. I'm going to guess it's because you guys went out and played on your own a lot and you were able to come back to your house. Like Not with, quite. Not no. quite close. I mean, that's in the general like, vicinity, but... okay. Um, no guesses from you, Carter? I'm Googling it. So. Googling it, so that's <laughs> cheating. Yeah. Um, the uh, My generation was the first generation in which the parents, there was a lot of dual income families, both parents working. So kids would get off school and their parents were not home, so they would have to have a key to the house mm-hmm. to get in and that's spend right. more time on their own than previous generations. Typically... And, you know, the baby boomers, the male worked, the female stayed at home. Mm-hmm. She was always home when the kids got home. So that's why it's called the latch key generation. Okay. I'm trying to, so my next two are, are technology. Okay. Okay. I'm trying to think of how I can explain this to you without totally giving it away. So I'm just going to ask you this first. Do you guys know how my generation in high school communicated with each other without phones? So we, using the internet, but without phones, how did most people in my generation communicate with each other? Like, There's a specific website that mm-hmm. we used. Oh, a website. Okay. Like MySpace or nope. AOL? Oh, oh. A-W-A- Be more specific, though. A. Yeah. Okay, I'll say AOL is the correct company. Oh, oh. But it's a specific part of AOL. So you know this one? Yeah. Did you use this? Oh, yeah. Do you know, you got that part. Though. I got that. You got that. Part. I'd almost give you guys a half point. I think they get though. a half point. Yeah. AOL Instant Messenger called AIM. Oh, AIM. So, okay. so basically, okay. every night at seven, eight o'clock, like all of our friends would get on our computers and we would just sit there and just chat with each other. You could so see who was online phones, and. Yeah. You could personalize yep. your name, and yeah, you just get on there and just like talk to each other. <laughs> I guess that's right. So we also funny. had MSN Messenger too, which was similar, and then uh, Yahoo Messenger. Did you use any of those? Um, Yahoo Messenger, maybe. Yeah. And that's then, a, that was a great one, though. That, and then G Chat was what was used because then everyone got Gmail, mm-hmm. and 
We just use Gchat. Have you guys ever used Gchat? No. No. Well, I've like emailed, like there's like a little text thing on the email. Yeah, that's that's what it is. That's basically what it was. I like talk to Emma. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, that, if we wanted to communicate after school, essentially that because we didn't have text messaging, when I, that makes that saying that out loud is yeah. crazy to yes. say. Because I don't think it came till I was like in college, but yep. um, I didn't have a phone until for the most part. after I graduated That's from college. Insane. So yeah. That, yeah, I had my first phone like fourth grade. Yeah, why do I, I need a scary. phone? Don't say that. Yeah. My daughter's in second grade. I don't. I don't yeah, That's it's scary. Well, okay. Are we on three? Is that correct? Yes. Okay. Yep. It's okay. So, have you guys seen the Minions movie? I have. Can you name all four of the Minions? Oh, the main Minions? Man. The main Minions. We might have to tag Stuart. Okay. That's one, right? Come mm-hmm. on. How do I not know this? Um, uh, Kevin. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Bob? Yes. Yeah. And... There's one more. One more. Oh. It's the hardest one. Kevin. Paul? <laughs> Steve Ringo I think that was a beetle I don't know yeah. I, don't, I don't think I can get this one Okay His name is Otto Otto, Otto. I, did, I actually did know He's the little know, round one <laughs> A little bit compressed yeah. Yeah. A little bit I, no, I have to ask that squish. One of my no, is... son's friends is Otto oh, and really? I, I don't think I ever realized that And then we have one more layer of that question Do you guys know which one only has one eye? Um that's Stuart. Yeah, That's yeah. yeah. Not Kevin, because Kevin's kids like taller. The now, related to your generation, I still don't get the uh, gentle minions thing. <laughs> did you guys do that? Oh okay, boy. that means they did. <laughs> you guys did that. <laughs> did you, so you guys dressed up? Did you go with a group? To go see the movie? Yeah. Uh, no, no. But we were we were gonna funny. do a minions football theme. Yeah. And have okay. the whole student section. I thought that would have been cool. so funny. That's cool. Yeah. That's a good they idea. They shut it down in the group chat. Yeah. I was like, it was crowd. a great idea. Just but dr- all you crowd. do is just dress up, right? Mm-hmm. That like, group chat's always yeah. a tough crowd. Imagine turning around and the whole student section is just, just like full of minions. Yelling yeah. banana. I think it'd be funny. I think that'd be awesome. Yeah, I don't think there's anything wrong with that. But can you guys explain from your? I don't understand. I don't. What, what I just it was. feel like the minions have been there since we were like seven, yeah. and like they just keep showing up. <laughs> so like they're just like a part of. But us. why did people like dress up? Why would they suits? dress up? I don't know. I actually don't know the reason for that. I, I think TikTok probably influenced that. Probably something. They saw someone make a funny video. They're like, <laughs> and I think that's oh, what like this show is gonna evolve into at yeah. some point right it's going to become so popular yeah. that okay. we're just yeah. going to be able to sure. dress yeah. up right. with sure. something and like those jeans we're we'll yeah. all we're get a pair yeah yeah i think everyone's gonna be wearing jinkos after this episode <laughs> definitely um okay this one is just a word and i think you're gonna get it you guys are probably gonna have a tough time with it what word was used to describe a young urban Professional, a young, young urban professional. professional. Hmm. I don't think I know this, no. I, or maybe I will. I'll probably know. You when will. You say it, yes, you will know. Young, like a, slang, like a slang term. Uh, yeah, it is a slang term. It's probably in the dictionary now. But young, urban professional. Ashley, do you have any ideas? I'm thinking Young really hard. I... Urban professional. Give us a countdown so we don't just have awkward silence on this. 
Because I don't, I don't think I know. I have no clue. No. A yuppie. Oh, yeah, I've never heard of that no. Never no, heard of never, yuppie. No, was that like commonly used? Very common. Yes. I mean, I've never used. I've heard of that, but I've never ever no, no. used that. Like it's used in a lot of movies yeah, as well in that generation. I That's a good one. To that now. <laughs> yeah, I actually think you might, you might be in the <laughs> lead now. <laughs> okay, this last one. This was a huge. I mean, this like changed the music uh, industry forever. You're you're gonna definitely know this one. Um, but this essentially again, a lot of these were related to where I had to get on my dial-up internet back in the day. And if I wanted a song, I could just download it. And that was like crazy for everyone in my generation because before that, we'd have to go to Best Buy, we'd walk down the CD aisle, have to spend $14 on a CD if you wanted to listen to a song that you wanted to listen to. Isn't that crazy? But but they did actually sell, remember they sold single CDs. So they had, if you wanted just one song, pay like $4.00 for a CD and you'd get that one song on a CD. No. no. Yes. So, so when this came out, it basically it changed the entire I mean Spotify was essentially inspired by this. Mm-hmm. Yep. And people went crazy. Do you know what I'm talking about? Um, I'll give you guys seen the social network, I'll give you a hint. The movie? I've, I'm not thinking of anything. It's a great mm-hmm. movie if you haven't seen it. Hmm. It's kind of interesting because I've seen a like a, a reel or whatever they call them, um, and I know everyone gets different reels depending on what they look at. But there was a reel about this not too long ago mm-hmm. um, about this person, Sean. What's Parker. his Parker? Sean Parker. Sean Parker. Yep. Justin founded. Timberlake in the movie The Social Network. Got it. So, do you guys know? Mm-mm. When you're really tired during the middle of the day, you want to take a what? Nap. Does that help? Napster? Yeah, Napster. Oh. That is correct. So have you heard of that before? Yeah, I was like watching a documentary yeah. on something and yeah, I'm surprised. Yeah, they were mad that the artists like weren't getting correct. paid for it. It was just file sharing it. for yeah. free. It was something oh. about like yeah. Woodstock mm-hmm. something, yep. 90 something, and they yep. were mad. I don't even remember. Yeah. But that, that essentially inspired Spotify yeah. because you could just, so the way it typically worked is we would just download whatever song we wanted and then you you could burn it onto a CD. Yep. And so we like, it's have funny, a bunch like, of mixed CDs from illegally downloaded yep. music. Yep. My wife has like yep. an entire CD case full of just burned <laughs> CDs from downloaded CDs on Napster. Yep. But then that went away because he got sued, and then there was something called LimeWire that was seri- that was popular for. Do you remember that? Yeah. And then it was basically the same thing, and then and then they made it subscription based eventually, and that's kind of how Spotify huh. came about. So. So the artists still get paid, but mm-hmm. yet uh, you still get to listen to mm-hmm. Spotify mm-hmm. for free because yep. there's ads to it, which yep. is. So. All right, what do you got for us? <laughs> okay, the last one from Gen Z is most like recent news. And first of all, do you know the controversy around Trisha Paytas? Trisha who? Okay. Trisha Paytas. You guys get a point because I have, I've never even heard of that name. <laughs> Who's Trisha Paytas? I feel like I'm going to know this. Okay. Do you know who that is? No, after you say it, I think I'm going to know it. Okay. 
because it's mm-hmm. it's somewhere sitting in the recesses she's of like my mind. She's like a big social media star. She's like been here since like early two thousands. The TikTok, she's, like yeah. she's like she's been there. For she's a while. like YouTube, mm-hmm. YouTube, Instagram, TikTok, TikTok. sort of transition yeah. person. I don't know. Yeah. And. And then there's like she yeah like she just had a baby okay there's a but controversy the, with the baby yes but the queen just died as well so everyone's saying because the baby was born three days after three that minutes. oh three minutes oh then yeah. that the queen was reborn okay no i had not heard that <laughs> so basically wow. her baby was the reincarnation, reincarnation. of the queen but trisha's like a really interesting person so so and is she on board or is she like leave me alone? Well, I think she was. I think she kind of liked the liked attention. It. Yeah. Like, well, her baby's name is Malibu Barbie. So if that's oh, okay, <laughs> hey, no judgment, no judgment. I'm gonna judge. That's ridiculous. But whatever. Malibu, Malibu Barbie. Malibu Barbie. Okay. Um, this is the last one. That was a good one. I knew you'd get us with any TikTok social mm-hmm. media star. Okay. I I'm gonna actually use a picture so you got to give me a second here okay and i'm gonna bring it up on my phone while you're doing that i I will say yesterday um they would have stumped me with this one called a new app called real me be real be real 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 me (laughs) (laughs) and that's what we were gonna say because someone be real i saw they be real to me i saw it on be real really and i still don't understand what it can you can you guys explain this to me? Oh. Nice picture. There it is. Yep. Olivia Colfer. Oh. There it is. Yep. Yeah. So can you guys explain what it is? Like, be real. Is, is the person who's taking the picture being pranked? No, no, not really. It's just more to like it's a front camera of you and a back camera of like what you're looking at, and so it's just another way to like social media of you doing something and you can't like you're supposed edit to like it. do it in the moment. Yeah. You, you can't, can't edit, edit it. it. You can't. I mean, you can't take it again, but it like can show how many it times shows you take how many it times again. you've taken it. Yeah, so you're basically supposed to take it one time, right. okay. show what you're doing, okay. where you're at, and it's but, like right. the two minute thing. So you can't me, like yeah. go put on a full face of makeup right. and then right. pose. Oh. It's like it's like an anti fake yeah. thing. Right. You're sitting on the right. couch. This is me being real. I'm watching Dance Moms <laughs> okay. on a Saturday afternoon, and this is what I'm doing. Can you like and comment that on that stuff? You can show, yeah. You can comment. You can show a picture of like your face and like you reacting to it. Like there's no emojis either. Like the emoji is your face. Like you'll be like smiling or like giving a thumbs up, and it's just like full person Uh run. Okay, I'm always way behind on this stuff too because like when TikTok came out, I was like, I don't get it. You just dance and then like take a video, but then obviously it's evolved (laughs) to something. Like I I could tell you had no idea what was happening. Oh, clueless. (laughs) Clueless. He was just yeah. being real. Uh, just being real, exactly. That's yeah. apparently what I look like when I take pictures. So, <laughs> Okay, right. I'm not going to show you Finish. a picture. Instead, I'm going to explain the last okay. part. Um, in the 80s and the 90s, kind of late 80s, early 90s, anyone that was important that people really needed to get a hold of, doctors, uh, maybe lawyers or whatever, they always had one of these on them just in case a pager well done good yes job, <laughs> well yeah. done yeah that was good i thought of gray's anatomy oh yeah that's uh, what i first yeah. thought of that's sure. a good point that's, that was good yeah, yeah. um Guess Ash. any that we missed <laughs> any other ones that were um i my brother gave me one uh that i really remember growing up but i was afraid that there was no way that you guys would get it um 
a now defunct restaurant that had fried ice cream as one of their best foods. Mm-mm. You might remember Chi-Chi's. Hmm. Have you ever eaten at a Chi-Chi's? I have not. <laughs> have not. So good. Such yeah. good fried ice cream. It's a lot like a Chili's, but obviously not as good because they're gone. Yeah. Mm. I had a lot of celebrities and that I thought about and naming, but I actually think you guys would have probably gotten a lot of them because I didn't yeah. want to get, get too obscure. I could have done like some one-hit wonders and stuff, but um, like you guys know who like Nelly is. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah. Nelly was, Nelly was super popular back in the day. I was impressed that you knew Breakfast Club or were able to at least mm-hmm. come yeah. up with it. Carter, mm-hmm. you guessed it right away. Mm-hmm. Um, now, after this, do you feel that we are in touch with your generation or that we are super old? I feel like since you guys are teachers and you're like around younger yeah. people, you're somewhat yes. there. But Better not, than I yeah. thought. Not yeah. all okay. the way, maybe, on some gotcha. things, but gotcha. you get there eventually. Okay, right. Yeah. right. Like we'll Visco, start. I don't, I mean. Yeah. You had an idea of it, though. I did. Yeah. I did. But okay. you had help. Okay, so let's, let's lastly here, let's see who won. Can you give us the score update? I sure can. So uh, you two won, or I guess on this little sheet, I put Gen Z won with five points. Um, Mr. Burgess had three points. Burgess. Mr. Whatever. Mr. Burgess had three <laughs> points. I'm going to say it wrong every time. Burgess now. All right. Mr. Franz had three points as well. Yeah. All right. Well, Gen congratulations, girls. <laughs> yep. First, first winners of uh, our first game on podcasts. So uh, again, girls, thank you for joining us. We'll see them again in about three weeks. Next, next week we'll have two new students on. But again, thanks and uh, great job. Yeah. Thanks for having thank us. Thank you. Yep. <laughs> let's get down. Let's get down to business. Give you one more night. One more night to get this. We've had a million, million nights just like this. So let's get down, let's get down.